Oh, ChatGPT, you coming for me? Are you? Are you really? Communication, culture, and logic. Can those things be replaced just yet? What about the jobs, the types of jobs that will be uh, replaced? I got a few ideas. What about if all this AI stuff is going to replace us, why hasn't it built a warp drive yet? I asked it, and it was like, oh, well, I can't. I'm just an AI bot. All in all, it still needs a prompt. Ukrainian fencing team in China making a scene and uh, getting stomped. Chinese lessons, Ukrainian lessons, and my train plans for Hong Kong. Folks, Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. I'm Steven Sirsky, uh, your expat in Beijing, your uh, ESL professional. <laughs> uh, sadly, actually, I think you, I can qualify as that. Uh, it's... Uh, Kind of bizarre to be in that position, but uh, certainly doesn't feel like that sometimes. But uh, anyway, not to denigrate myself too much. The point being that uh, I do live here in Beijing, China. Uh, I am involved uh, with uh, English language language English language education, and uh, this here audio digest, this audio blog that I post Monday to Friday, uh, and all the show notes and everything up are on my website, stevensterski.com. I do this um, for a couple of reasons, and one of them is to as like a timestamp, right? So it's a stamp of the times, uh, of my time here in China. It also helps me uh, to gather my own things, to rec- recollect, recollect some of the things that I've done over the, the day, uh, but also like, and for, for, the, uh, for posterity, three, five, six years from now, ten years from now, what it's going to be like. Where am I going to be, right? What's China going to be like in ten years' time? Well, listen to this podcast. It's boots on the ground information right here. I mean, I don't post, I don't talk just about... Uh, China, and I don't really do all the like the happy dappy travel, uh, go lucky sort of stuff. Uh, I, I guess my, my point with this is that it is the life and times of an expat. So I do have my own interests. I do my own things here. I'm not just going to talk about China all the time. Uh, I'm certainly not going to bemoan the whole uh, government and political spectrum. I mean, what do you think this is? The United States? No. I mean, sure, I'm using the United States platforms, but uh, I mean. <sighs> As I said yesterday, sometimes you just want to shut the news off. If you're looking for a uh, political diatribe, not going to happen here. If you're looking for, hey, what do expats do around the world? At least one of them in Beijing, China. This is a good, pretty good place to find it. All right. AI, chat GPT, is it coming for me? It can. Duolingo Max. So... This is, I've, I've talked about Duolingo before, and it is a, actually a competitor of all things. It's a, um, there are quite a few different companies that are all sort of uh, vying for the same sort of uh, um, language consultation space, if you will, sort of uh, giving people a barometer of uh, what their English proficiency is in Duolingo. I've used it as well uh, for other languages, of course, but um, one of the things that it's rolling out actually is an AI-assisted platform. So it's called Duolingo Max. And this is above and beyond the Duolingo Super. And I thought this was great. This is very interesting. It's only for English as far as I know right now. It's backed by uh, ChatGPT. So it's like it's, uh, what do you call it, uh, funded or not funded. It's it's run. It's based on ChatGPT technology, ChatGPT4 technology, which is great. This is awesome. Um, I think it will help a lot of people. But the thing about this I was looking at this. I actually didn't try out the actual 
Duolingo Max application just yet. I took a look. I had to read about it uh, through a few articles and then also uh, online and then also on the ChatGPT website. They were uh, boasting that their their partnership was uh, uh, also marvelous. And um, I can see this taking hold certainly within the next year uh, and com- uh, compared or com- compiled uh, paired with uh, the whole uh, image imaging the the creative imaging and or simply a lot of these apps do you need to talk to a person or do you just need to talk to do you need to listen and then speak right and so you train this thing Keep in mind, you just feed it a bunch of answers or a bunch of questions. It can say those things in a natural-ish tone. How many foreigners, how many British people or Australians or even Americans or Canadians have you had the pleasure of listening to and going, I don't know what you just said. Scottish. The Scots are like this. The Irish. And I do, I'm not getting after you. No, I'm saying that even us us, us people who have spoken English since birth and have sort of take it for granted in our jobs. I mean, there, there, are, there are dialects of the language where we struggle with until we get used to it, of course, right? And then, of course, especially international expats, a little bit different because a lot of us learn how to maneuver within the accepted terminology, the sort of the yik-yak uh, day-to-day um, conversational mannerisms that is uh, being an international a person, like an expat, basically. If you're back in your hometown, if you've never left your hometown, if you have no intention of leaving your hometown, you might never create those sort of uh, abilities or uh, workarounds that you need to uh, sometimes when you are in foreign situations, right? I can see Duolingo Max uh, replacing a substantial portion of English teaching. Um, Why not? It should. It should take away all sorts of jobs that even the people doing them don't want to do them. I mentioned a couple days ago about ChatGPT and how AI, how it's going to, is it going to replace a bunch of um, like designers and creative people? And I kind of think, I don't think so because the creative people, if anything, they're using this tech to do all the mundane stuff that they don't like doing that frees them Freeze them up to do the other stuff, the, you know, the, the juicy stuff, the creative stuff. That That's sort of what inspired them in the first place. If they can automate, I don't know, video editing, <laughs> audio editing, great, um, clip assemblage, fantastic. I mean, think of how much more you could produce just one person rather than having to have a team and the miscommunications and the emails and the back and forth and the money. No, if anything, it's going to enable more people to do more. If you aren't sated with the enough podcasts and vlogcasts out there, then the next three to five years, you're going to see an explosion of even more work. Now you're going to have to learn which one's fake, which one's not, which one's a deep fake, which one's not. And I think if you are a discerning spectator, a discerning listener, you're going to, you're going to hear it. You're going to be able to tell. Uh, it's, the technology isn't there, and it won't be there within the next three to five years, that it can fool someone face-to-face. Maybe, even, let's put it this way, even on a Zoom call, someone is talking to you, you're going you're gonna to look at them and go, you might not say it because the current political climate says you can't say certain things, but you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? What, what, what's, what is that thing over there? Is that a glitch? Like that, That's not an internet glitch. That's a, 
And it's not even a face glitch, that's a computer glitch. And that's the stuff that you gotta look at. I mean, if you're not watching, then yeah, you might not pick up on it. If you're not willing to be that person who sees that happen, then yeah, you're not gonna pick up on it. Audio, a little bit tougher. Audio, you could you tell what technology was used to create a certain mastered audio file? Like if I used Isotope or Logic or um, you know, Pro Tools, probably not. But could you tell if I used a computer voice to record this uh, podcast? Yeah, you probably could. Even if I trained it. Even if I trained it, you'd be able to. Three jobs. I just want to get through this. It's so hard. I don't really care. I'm just doing this for the paycheck. Well, that's actually four. Sorry, I, th- I thought I didn't realize that there was uh, four separate lines there. But So those, I'll say them again. Four different cho- jobs and four different types of, I guess, even language si- situations. I just want to get through this. It's so hard or it's so difficult that I don't want to do this. I don't really care because, honestly, it's too hard or... I just don't have much, the payoff isn't as great as I thought it would be. I'm just doing this for the paycheck. I'm just working here. I'm just putting in the time. I'd rather be doing something else. But what else would you rather do? Guess what? You're going to have that time to do because AI is going to not only free you up from taking your job, but it's going to free the company up from expending resources on the people that they know that that they don't care. And it's not that, it's not that you don't care about people. It's that you don't have the same passion. I hate that word. I hate that word with a, with a passion. You don't have the same drive as the initial motivating force that the person who created the company had. And that, that is it's a very bizarre thing. And when you start thinking about yourself as a business owner, even if you are an employee, but if you treated your customers as your own customers, as if you were the business, your, your attitude changes. The way you handle them changes. Your outlook of what the company does changes because not only are you now just working for the company, but now you're starting to develop the skills and the mindset of going, well, you know, the reason why I work for this company is because X reason, Y reason, reason, Z reason. And then if you were to leave, you might understand, you might not like it, but you'll know how to go back. You're going to retool. You're going to reskill. You're going to learn. And you're going to deploy, employ those skills and those thoughts and that psychology that you had as an employee to the next job. Boy, Steve, you you talk convincing. Dude, you in sales? Well, funny you should say. Newsletter, website, language vlog, stevensersky.com. Go check it out. Terrible. I know. (sighs) Hey, who knows? Maybe I'll get called out on this later on. But I'll tell you, this is something that I've been thinking about. I was reading J.P. Giddy again, of course. And if you ever want someone to like sort of give you a kick in the butt, J.P.'s, J.P. Getty's, ask ChatGPT to summarize it for you. If you don't want to read all of his books, you don't have to. Get ChatGPT to summarize it for you better than Wikipedia. And, you know, actually, one, one thing I've noticed about ChatGPT is that you can ask it a question. And since it takes so long to write the answer, you can actually read it in the same time. So it's not like a Wikipedia endless scroll or an endless uh, Google search of uh, web links. I mean, you can actually follow along as it's typing. And then when another question comes up, you can ask it about it, get an answer to that as well. So it's phenomenal for uh, book summaries and stuff like that. Check it out. Three aspects of language learning. Communication, 
culture, and logic. Again, going back to those four points that I mentioned before, I just want to get through this. It's so difficult. I don't really care. I'm just doing this for the paycheck. Those jobs will be replaced, but what cannot be replaced is the communication still talking to people or talking to the customer service AI representative, the culture understanding what you can and can't say in certain circumstances and the registers, like what what type of voice uh, intonation, uh, what type of words you're using and understanding the, the, the implication of using those words. And then the logic, understanding how people work, understanding how certain things are built the way they are. Communication, culture, and logic. Those things will not be taken out of language learning at any time soon. And so what's going to happen, as I see it right now, is language learning is going to be less about the, the grammatical mechanics, even the vocabulary. I mean, sure, there's going to be some vocabulary, but I mean, look at all the different types of Englishes and languages that we have just with one dialect. In one language, one, there are several dialects, and then each dialect has its own shorthand code. What's text messaging? Right? You take a look at that. Well, how do you know what TXT is? MSG. Well, you know what that is. <laughs> In China. Well, China has a reputation for it. But MSG. MSGS. Messages. Text messages. messages. Right? But you know what it is. Do you have to have a full class on that? No. But you can develop the logic for it. You can develop the communication skills for that. You can develop. You can start understanding the culture that develops those shorthand skills those shorthand communication techniques. Nah, sure, ChatGPT, AI, take the mundane jobs because even the people doing the mundane jobs probably don't want to do those mundane jobs either. either. They want to do something else more fun. If they were given, if they could have had the money, well, guess what? It's gotten cheaper. What's your price threshold? Well, if I had the time, you could have the time. You're going to have the time. You're going to have the money because ChatGPT and AI is going to take all that from you and going to force you into the, the mode of that, well, now you have the time. You have technically enough money, relatively speaking. You could buy a subscription to ChatGPT4 for $20 a month. That's $140 a year. And you can employ it as one of your devices, one of your tools. Oh, difficult to argue with it. Very difficult. Not only that, it's here, first of all. Okay. Um, second, I don't think ChatGPT is going to be the only one. Uh, it's going to be like Google and Bing and all those, of course. They're going to bring down the price structure very quickly. Um, at least, and how, how are they going to do it? If they're not going to charge for it, you know what they're going to do? They're going to sell your search history. Because you're all being tracked. Your ChatGPT history... Guaranteed is it's not stored on your computer. It's stored on a cloud server somewhere, which they have access to. They don't care about your name. They care about the information. What are you using it for? So this is sort of the argument of like the, if you really want freedom of net neutrality, what there should be is a point where you can download, connect with the network, download updates for the AI bot or whatever, and then it severs itself from the internet and is isolated within your ecosystem only. That's that's where that's heading, as far as I can tell. 
AI research funded and built wardrobe. So I did actually ask it, like, uh, you know, if you're so smart, why haven't you found the uh, uh, warp drives in yet and everything? And it was like, well, actually, I'm an AI bot, so blah, 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 blah. Let's see. Um, the question was, could you figure out the scientific advances and physics breakthroughs that are necessary for uh, warp travel? And it goes, as an AI language model, I don't have the ability to make predictions about future scientific advances and physics breakthroughs. However, I can say that many scientists and researchers are actively working on on advancing our understanding of physics and developing new technology that can help us overcome this. So it's still requiring human input. And all those scientists are probably using ChatGPT to answer various questions. No, if anything, ChatGPT, AI, it's going to speed things up even better, even more, even faster. And we're going to love it because it's going to make our lives easier. We're going to have more time to do this stuff. Yes, the mundane jobs, I'd be aware. Hey, you know what? Actually, if anything, it's going to be the middle income. The lower middle income is now going to be what? basically is going to be considered the poverty line and it, is it not already you've probably heard it said before pick a country pick a developed a quote unquote undeveloped country chances are lower middle income they're making it but even they're going you know one accident oof that would be tough you know six months and i don't know right i'm not gonna lie uh, I've talked about March Motion. This is my uh, video graphics uh, uh, production month. Next month is going to be animation. May is going to be making short videos every single day. That that's that's how I help allay my own anxiety and my own fear about being made redundant. You can laugh, go ahead. But I mean, instead of going to the bar, instead of binge watching Netflix, instead of well, I do watch endless clips of Joe Rogan from time to time, but in the end, you got to sit down, you got to build something else that is needed by people. And J.P. Keddy talks about this as well. So if you take care of the customer, well, well, so, oh, sorry, this was Ray Kroc, because I was watching clips of the Super Size Me documentary. If you take care of the customers, the business will take care of itself. That's what Getty was talking about, too. Getty was like, you got to make uh, the lives of people better. Not customers, people. And goods and your products and services must be better than what's already out there and you will the customers will find you now you're going to need marketing and of course we're we're in a shouting match on social media how do you shout louder you got to be creative ai is not going to take that as i said yesterday it's all the screenshots about what ai is seeing instead of ai creating that stuff it's still needing the prompt it needs that input and i don't think that's going to change anytime soon Quick one here, Ukrainian fencing team in China making a scene that got stopped. So they actually had a poster. I'm not sure which train station they were at, uh, but uh, they unraveled a poster, I guess, that had a picture that either depicted uh, deceased uh, people or it showed like a like a, a very shocking image or something, or it was a banner with some words on it, but the train personnel, they... <laughs> they took they helped them pack that up very quickly and so and uh this is on the uh instagram handle saint javelin so this is the uh these guys have been tracking uh very short videos posted from the front lines uh throughout and uh, both on the russian and the uh, ukrainian sides uh so it's uh if for any of your um ukrainian war deniers out there 
send them a few of these videos and I'm sure, oh yeah, well, that's still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send them the Russian ones too. Send them those and then see how they're, see how those soldiers are reacting to things. Chinese lessons. Yes, I took, <laughs> speaking of war, <laughs> reading Sun Tzu's Art of War because this is a book that I've been wanting to read for a long time. I remember reading this when I was a teenager uh, or in my early 20s. Um, it's one of the five book uh, war books, like um, war knowledge, battle knowledge that China has produced over its uh, 5,000 years of history. Uh, book of Rings, uh, there's, a, oh, I can't remember the other ones. I'm not sure if the I Ching is in, involved and in, is incorporated into that, but there's five battle manuals that they have, and Sun Tzu's is a, sort of the, the famous one. This class is entirely in Chinese. Very few drops into English, except for times when it's kind of like, just to clarify how something is translated. What's neat about this, she's giving me the simplified Chinese version of the book. Okay, not a problem, but the characters that are simplified are simplified from the ancient Chinese, of course, but they're no longer used in the same way. So when you were to, if you were to read this book, simplified or simplified Mandarin Chinese, you read this book, you're going to know it's an ancient text because of the characters that are used, especially in the manner that they are used. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I said uh, the word yeah also, what like it looks like ta, but it's not. Yeah is often used as a as a period in these sentences because they uh, are they are written on these bamboo street uh, bamboo strips and to signify the end of the sentence they use the word yeah same with the word jur z h i and I'm, i think it's a flat tone there uh jur like the swashbuckling zoro jur that one that one's also used uh as a what would you call it indication that it is a sentence fragment meaning that if you know the pattern of how Sun Tzu's writing four characters four characters four characters when you see Zhe there's not going to be too many characters around it there's going to be maximum three then there's going to be sort of a, a, a punctuation mark it's a, although they didn't have punctuation back then so you know that the, the the characters that are closest to the Zhe they go together and then the next four and the next four and next four so we're doing sort of I'm being very particular when I'm asking her and looking at this text, um, going like being very critical, almost to the extent that I was well, actually probably more so than I was with my uh, ancient language studies, um, like Latin and ancient Greek, uh, mostly because those two I was kind of like, what am I ever going to use this stuff? But Chinese here, I can actually use this. Uh, we uh, went through 1.4, 1.5, and 1.6 today, and I think it was 1.5 is the one that's really famous. That apparently a lot of Chinese people know that that's the one that they um, uh, memorized, and I don't have it with me right now, <laughs> so I'll have to look that up and I'll uh, I'll post that a bit later on. But if you want to look at it, uh, Sun Tzu chapter one point five. Uh, so it's uh, I can't remember because I read it all in Chinese. I didn't read the English translation this time. I wish it, hmm, go figure. I was so involved in the textual criticism or the textual analysis that I didn't even get the meaning of it. Hmm. All right, I'll have to go back then. Shame on you, Stephen. How are those Ukrainian lessons going? Okay, uh, you know, maybe I'll have to talk about this again, but I will say that uh, yesterday's lesson uh, was, uh, again, very informative. It was neat because I actually, of all things, I pulled out the uh, the short story that I had ChatGPT pull out uh, right for me a couple weeks ago. And I showed this to, uh, to my teacher, and there was only two words that were incorrect 
out of the whole thing that were grammatically incorrect. But she did point out to another another part where the most how most people would would first say it if it was a machine translated piece, how they would write it. But that this the machine actually got it right. Uh, ChatGPT got it right, so it was actually uh, mostly accurate for, uh, in terms of its um, language production, which is good. Because it means, unlike using Google Translate, where it can give you a very academic book, some uh, book translation sometimes, and people be like, "What, how, what are you talking? Are you are you using Google Translate for this?" And yes, yes, I am. ChatGPT offers up an alternative. Pretty good, good for lang- basic language learning. There goes the short story language uh, writers. They're out of a job. Or are they going, thank goodness. <laughs> I got tired about reading, writing about Xiao Wang the dog or um, what was it? Maria and Ivan. Oh, Maria and Ivan. Okay. They, eventually they fall off a cliff or something. Well, hopefully not. Or they get married and live happily ever after. There, the end done. Let's, let's move on to the second level so we don't have to talk about this anymore. Train plans for Hong Kong. All but solidified. Realize that. I haven't updated my passport information in any of the travel apps. Guess I gotta get that done so I can buy a ticket and head on down. I think currently the idea is to take the train down on Thursday. I will get to Shenzhen. I will spend one day in Shenzhen. And then on Saturday morning, I will take the very fast train across the border. 20 minutes from Shenzhen into downtown uh, Hong Kong. And then from there, it's... uh, Creamy fields all weekend, Saturday, Sunday, and then I think I might actually, since the um, the train, if I can survive the train uh, train ride down there, I'll probably take the train back. I kind of like it. Seems like a better way to travel anyway. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Okay, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, show notes and tracks up on my website, stevenstrixie.com. Thanks again. If you have any questions or concerns, get in touch. Love to hear from you. Talk again. Bye bye.